What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke, day two in New York. And we got a man of many hats. What up, though? Our brother. Yes, indeed. Jaden Rose, man. Yes, indeed. Thank up, you for family? making time. Blueprint. I call him yes, Blueprint. Man, you Blueprint, bro. I love y'all, man. Love you too, Congratulations, bro. man. Nah, thank you very much. It. Appreciate it. We look up to you when you was at Michigan in the NBA, and now your crossover has been, it has looked seamless. I'm, I'm sure it's been tough and, and draining, but... You're a man of many hats. What's up with you now and, and everything you're doing post-career? And how did, was that something you always wanted to do or you stumbled upon it? Hey man, I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. Like, I feel like I've arrived being on you guys' show because you guys took it to another level. Appreciate you know what that. I mean? Thank you. And being unapologetically black is something that like, we gotta fight for. Like, I know y'all get texts. I know y'all get emails. I know people try to censor y'all. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you guys really, like, taking it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like trying to lay a foundation. Like, when I went to college, this was my major, radio, TV, film. I didn't know, I didn't know that. I was going to play 13 years in the league. I used to look at players like C. Webb and Grant Hill and be like, I can ball but I'm not them, mm. like real spill. So I need to have a fallback plan. I don't know how long I'm gonna be able to hoop if I'm getting compared to them. Mm. Cause I've been playing against them my whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm gonna be able to cover them <laughs> if I ain't gonna be able to play. Right. And so that's what I was doing. And then early in the league, it wasn't many outlets. 
I was with the Pacers. We was going to the playoffs. We was going to the finals. Then I got traded to the Bulls, and we weren't. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to a contact. I had a BET Mad Sports, because I had just did the show. And I was like, yo, the Lakers playing against the Nets in the finals. I got a place in LA. I can go cover it. I get all access. Y'all just send the camera. Dope. And so they did it. I cut it. I edited it. They liked it. We ran it. And then I pitched that to the best damn sports show the next year. Hmm. And then they hired me. So while I was in the league from 2002 to 2007, I was already working with them. Uh, okay. Doing NFL Network, doing top-ranked boxing. I did the MTV Movie Awards. Like, I was doing all of this stuff. TNT, sideline, and Nick Van Exel threw the mm -hmm. towel when it was Spurs and the Kings. And so I was doing all of that. And then in 2007, when I retired, that's when I officially started working for ESPN full-time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got many hats over there. Um, what is your ultimate goal in this media space? Are you, are you good? I, obviously, we're always trying to aspire, but what, what are you trying to get to in this media space? I just like having my voice. Right. And, and being able to express it in different venues. So for NBA Countdown, that's talking about the league. That's right. going to be a 22-minute show where we're talking about current events in the league. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, Jalen and Jacoby, it's just like you guys show. It's a variety mm -hmm. show. It gives us a chance to express ourselves beyond ball. I remember being a former basketball player trying to talk other sports. And like, what is he talking about football or baseball? Or what does he know? And I'm like, so let me get this right. There could be a media person who didn't play sports Nothing. at all. But they could talk about it. They could talk about everything. Right. But I got to stay in this lane. Right. And so I was just trying to do what I can to eventually break down those barriers to where I can just talk about more than one thing because I was interested in more than one thing. Right. And that's where Jalen and Jacoby started. Mm -hmm. That show wasn't in my contract. It was just a pet project. Mm -hmm. And when I first started doing it, I remember it was a couple of shows. They had uh, like Sports Illustrated models and they had bobbleheads. I was like, I need a show that looked like us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With no soul, with no flavor, with no, no culture. And I started doing the show. I brought a picture of Jay-Z that I had and in my had crib. you had a 40 bottle on y'all set. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Mad Dog 2020, yeah. We was doing all of that. And, and because I felt like this was our chance to actually express ourselves. And this was like on YouTube, on Periscope. The only other person that was doing videos like this was, was Steph. Steph Marbury. Mm -hmm. He was doing them too. He yeah. was all, That's when he had first gone to China. He was doing them and I was doing them. And so... I started doing these videos, and I was like, wait a minute. If it's going to be on YouTube, people can see me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we got to do the background. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started like, trying to come up with images that are like represent our culture Absolutely. that spoke for us when we weren't speaking. Mm -hmm. Because they always try to muzzle us and make us talk about one thing. So mm -hmm. that's really where it started. But I think it's dope, too, because obviously, you know, with Stuart Scott, Stephen A., we, we, we've had a little bit of representation as far as talking about it. But again, like you told, you brought our culture and our style to it. So because of the foundation you laid, a handful of years later, I'm actually on first take with Stephen A. Smith talking about weed. How about that? You know what I mean? And just to think, like, that kind of stuff doesn't happen if you start slow, if you don't start slowly laying that foundation, okay? What it, really bringing the world to what we're really about. So... Definitely appreciate you for that. How have you enjoyed the 2021 20, season so far? And what's the biggest change for you? I love that the, 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 the refs are swallowing their whistles. 
let these boys play. And I yes. think some stars, it's taken a minute for them to kind of find, because with all due respect, I love James Harden, one of the most talented scorers, but I think this rule was made because he mastered the manipulation of drawing those fouls. Mm -hmm. So now that they're not calling that stuff no more, I think it's taken him a minute to get his foot in. What have been your thoughts on these guys? Because you came up in an area where you had to mm -hmm. earn your fouls. Right. So I believe that James was pouting a little bit. At the beginning. Because he was looking at Katie like, like in belly, like, that's your man. Mm -hmm. like, where your man at? Mm -hmm. Like, y'all told me to leave Houston to, to come, come run here. with y'all, yeah. and he ain't out here. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that one of them was at the podium after the game and one of them not. Mm -hmm. And the one that ain't is James. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Pistons fan. I'm from Detroit. I know y'all saw that play when the ball went into the backcourt and James he was walking and Bay picked up the ball yeah. and went and dunked it. Yeah. He having too many of those moments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was having them in Houston. And, but he at least he was trying to get out oh, yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah, right, like, right. So now you're where you want to be. You show up out of shape, and you picking and choosing when you're going to play. For the second year. So we're now saying KD need help, but he got James on the team. Like, like, that didn't even sound right. He just won MVP of the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, like, I, I need to see more from him. I, think, I just think it's, you, both of y'all know, it's the difference between great players and winners. People don't understand that. Oh, absolutely. I, we've, we've seen a bunch of great players, but how many of them are winners? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And James wasn't a winner in Houston. So I don't know why you think <laughs> just because he's here now, and, he just, and even though it's Kyrie going, he got KD, as he automatically going to turn to winner. It don't, it don't just happen that easy, bro. But how about Steph? Steph took it personal. Oh, and y'all yeah. know this. He took a person last year. He shot them down when yes, he sir. came here. And smiled and danced the whole time. He's pulling up across half court on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? He did that on... They were up 25 and took them out. He stayed in. Yeah. Right? He stayed in. Mm-hmm. And he can go home at night like, KD joined me and left. Yeah. James ran from me. I bounced them. Now they playing together and they still can't beat me. Without Clay and Wiseman. Mm. Mm. That's tough. That's tough. That is tough. Talk about your upbringing uh, in Detroit. You know, we hear things, we see things that we told you before. We have Lil Meech coming on the show. You told us that's family. Yes. So uh, talk to us about your upbringing in Detroit. Lil Meech crushing it. Shout out to the BMF family. So no single parent family. Um, Jeannie Rose, my mom, I lost her February 2nd. Condolences. Condolences. Thank you, brothers. And I never met my father, Jimmy Walker, who was the number one pick in the 1967 NBA draft. So I didn't necessarily realize we were poor because everybody else had the same family challenges that I had. So eating syrup sandwiches or mm -hmm. sugar water and, and milk and all of that was normal. Like government cheese, food stamps, I, it was just normal. So we didn't... It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't ruin my self esteem. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I felt like I it was, was a norm. Yeah, I was like that's I'm like good. death where we from. It's yeah. normal. I was like I'm good, and so I, I just had a path, and I'm glad y'all having little meat on because it literally, like those years when y'all watching BMF '87 to '91, I went to Detroit Southwestern, the same school that they went to, mm -hmm. and their sister Nicole, who's one of the producers, was a 
cheerleader when I played. Damn, that's dope. So I know a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't say in front of these cameras. <laughs> right. And that, to be honest, that's one of the things that disappoint me about my Michigan experience is because people thought that when I got to Michigan, I started getting love because of the school. I was getting love because or, of the neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was in it. They took care of me. Mm-hmm. You want to hoop? You go this way. Mm-hmm. We win state championships. I got bottles. I got a coat. I got kicks. I didn't get them from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I didn't get them from, I love you, Steve Fisher, but I didn't get them from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Like, And so that that represented my upbringing as a high school high schooler. And then just, you know, going to the U, U, U of M and being mm-hmm. a member of the Fab Five. Shout out to C-Webb. He just got in the Hall of Fame. Um, Ray and Jimmy, they doing their thing. Uh, Jawan Texas just, boys. Texas no boys. No, hey, you know our slogan was gotta let your nuts hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Scarface. Ghetto boys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all ghetto boys. All ghetto Willie D. Yeah. You know, all of that. And so um, just, just joining that group, that kind of like just prepared my life. Talk to us about the, the, the Michigan experience because it was historical from a standpoint of us looking up to y'all, the streets loving y'all, but the pushback that you guys got from mainstream media, mm-hmm. um, the school, mm-hmm. after y'all did so much for them. And now, I mean, it makes, me, it makes us feel good when you hear, you know, they're starting to accept y'all back because the, the shit was bullshit to begin with. But mm-hmm. talk to us about that journey, that experience, because, I mean, you were at the top of the top at times, and even when you're at the top, probably emotionally, you felt like you was at the bottom because all the bullshit y'all was facing. Correct. And you ready for this? And again, like, I have no ill will to my Michigan experience. I said, once Juwan got the job, I cleansed everything. Yeah, yeah. As long as I could go to a game, my brother standing on the sideline suited and booted, even if they don't acknowledge us, they got to acknowledge us because my brother's standing right there. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest with you, to answer that question, they still don't acknowledge us to this day. To this day. No, the battle's not going back up? They I I was just at, I got season tickets. I'm looking up. I don't see (laughs) nothing. Motherfucker's still not up there, huh? To this day. That's you know? weak. That's, that's, that's weak, Tucker. Just like he said, right. I just told him, I remember my sophomore, my uh, junior year in high school in 95. We ball heads, big shorts, black mm-hmm. socks, because of y'all. Mm-hmm. So we know what the influence of. So, so for y'all not to be accepted there, that kind of just say, it says a lot about the university to people like us. To this day, Deontay Wilder. Mm. I got season tickets, I go to the games to represent for my brother. Mm-hmm. I ain't go back when C-Webb got his band and then like how we wasn't acknowledged from when I left until like 2020, no, not 2018. That's like a 20 year period. I ain't go back to Ann Arbor, but like once, one time until Juwan got the job. Mm-hmm. That's when I let it go. But they still ain't like acknowledging us. They can. The Fab Five numbers ain't even retired at Michigan. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right now. Like, I was just watching um, um, a kid, shout to Robbie Humble, a kid to go to Mm -hmm. Purdue. I was watching the game, like, he got his number retired? Mm. And so I, I had to ignore it, Matt. I had to ignore it, Jack. I had to just let it go. Damn. How hard, how hard is that though? Because just like, like, that's some of your best years of your life. The best. You know what I'm saying? The best. And, the, some of them, and them bonds that y'all built, you know what I'm saying? They're going to last forever. And 
what pisses me off is that my Texas brothers don't get their mm -hmm. true salute. Yeah. Like, I love Ray and Jimmy, mm -hmm. and I ride for them on and off the camera. They'll tell you. And I hate that Ray Jackson sacrificed so much to be a part of our team, and I know he was purposely kept out of the NBA mm. at that time. Really? Purposely. He won MVP of the CBA and still didn't get in the league. Yep, sure did. Sure did. That's the equivalent, y'all, of winning the MVP of like the G League mm -hmm. or whatever the yeah. main mind. He was balling. That was our G League back yeah. then. Yeah, he was balling. He deserved a chance to play. Same with Jimmy. And so I, now that the NIL rules exist, imagine if they oh, could have got God. bread then. We had Harachis that we was rocking, long shorts, black shoes. Imagine if we got bread off of every pair of black socks that get sold. We would have had that. Facts. <laughs> We would have had that. Nobody wasn't doing that. Mm -mm. We would have had that. And so I hate that for them. Yeah. Because Ray, in particular, he sacrificed the most. Ray was faster than us. He's more athletic than us. Like, I used to sit back and marvel at him. Like, I, like you should have went to Texas, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, like, huh? He, me and him had this conversation. We was, he'll tell you. We were in South Quad at U of M, and he wasn't playing. I had talks with Ray like, dog, you might need to think about transferring. Mm -hmm. He was that was. good. Yeah. He gave up that much. And so I hate for them not to get their love. Right. Because they deserve it so much. I mean, obviously, we, we're touching on the lows, but talk about some of the highs and, and, and the culture, how you guys were able to you know, intermix the culture of hip-hop and sports at such a young age. Like, normally you leave that to an Allen Iverson when he gets to the NBA, but you guys were able to do it as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, Magic and Bird, like, helped revolutionize the NBA for the 80s. Right. Like, so that's the league I ended up watching. And then, like, Jordan and Isaiah and Hakeem and all of these guys get drafted in the 80s. So, like, they needed to turn around the image of the NBA. So they weren't really like politically driven as the athletes before them, the Muhammad Ali's, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, they weren't as politically driven. But I looked up to UNLV's team. Anderson Hunt went to my high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, the Final Four MVP in 1990, played with LJ and Stacey mm -hmm. Augman. He went to my high school. Um, Derek Coleman, was, when he was at Syracuse, Big John, when he was at um, Georgetown. Big John actually reached out to us because that was a time where he was uh, opposing the Prop 48 rules, and he, the game would start, they tossed the ball up, and Big John would walk off. Well, he was in contact with us about doing it too. A lot of people don't realize that. And us just being ourselves and realize, like, this one, I know this sounds crazy. This is when rap music wasn't accepted by sports. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like when I was in high school, using the layup line and stuff, like they weren't playing rap. Nope. Not I yet. remember I was the DJ. I used to bring the tapes. You had to put the little tissue at the top of the tape, like start it right here. And because when I was in high school, Southwestern, um, Karis One had a song called Soft Bronx. And we were Southwestern. We were like, Southwest. South, Southwest, all BMF being there, fur coats on, it was crazy. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was nuts. 
You know, and they purposely come in middle of the first quarter. Just to stop the game. Just to stop them. 50 of them. White first, full list, three quarters, truck jewels, everything. They stopped the game. So that is where it came from for me. Like, I was playing. Like, it's almost like above the rim. Like, I was playing. Birdie and then walking the gym. Yeah. So it was like, Sling Crack Rock who got a wicked jump shot. So it was like, I was hooping. They was hustling. And, like, Detroit was on fire at that time. Pistons won back-to-backs. Desmond won the Heisman. The Tigers won the World Series. We were the Fab Five. So it was a great time to be us. But I realized I personally, we arrived. I went to KMEO Summer Jam. Mm, That was the shit. Early 90s. And it was all of the top artists. And, again, this is before sports embraced rap. You used to hear, whoop, there it is. And uh, what's my guy name? Uh, this is how Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan, yeah. Yeah, those the only songs they played. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Those the only songs they played, and I'll never forget going. And to Will Kansas. Smith. Yeah, oh yeah, Will for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The parents just don't understand. Yeah. Right? And uh, I went to KMEO Summer Jam after our freshman year, and this one Hammer was the number one artist in the world, mm-hmm. and that, the Pistons were the first team to adopt "You Can't Touch This." That's mm-hmm. what brought rap to the NBA, which brought it to sports. And I remember there was so many artists. TLC, Deion Sanders was there also. Was all the Bayards, Too Short, E-40, Spice One, um, Pete Rock, CL Smooth, everybody, everybody. MC Light, it was everybody. And I was like trying to get in a little bit, you know how we do it, whatever, strolling up. And then Louis Burrell, Hammer Brothers, was like, Let's let him in. Like, yeah, let me in. <laughs> yeah. Like, get the way, dog. Because Hammer, it was like a hundred of yeah, them. He yeah, he wrote deep. Every show. Yeah. He wrote deep. It was deep. like a hundred of them. So I got a chance to like, and before I knew it, I was up on the stage. Mm. And then during the like intermissions of the show, it was like a basketball court. And I was around my favorite artists. They go LL. They go Run DMC. They go EPMD. Naughty by nature. And they knew who I was. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And I ended up being friends with them. EPMD gave me a sky pager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I used to go to East Islip when I was in college. There's a picture of me online where I got a hurricane shirt on. I'm holding up a 40 ounce. Like I was at, I was at the EPMD studio when I took that picture. That's dope. So that's when I felt like I arrived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I felt like the Five Five arrived because the culture yeah, embraced, embraced us. Hell yeah. Because mainstream media didn't like us. No, hell no, so I look back at it now. They look at it like, oh, we the Five Five. It's kind of like when I look at the career of Muhammad Ali. Like when he died or got, when he got Parkinson's, it seemed like he got embraced. That's what happened. When he, when he couldn't, that's, that's crazy. I said that's it, my idol. I said it to somebody. When he couldn't talk, that's when they gave him his love. Like, it's an iconic moment that he lit the torch in Atlanta. But that's one of my least favorite Muhammad Ali moments. Because that was not his best. He didn't look right. Yeah, he didn't look that was right. not his best. We met him when we were in college. We went to his room. He did magic tricks for us. He gave us confidence, like, don't let nobody muzzle y'all voices. All that. He moved to Michigan. I got a chance to meet him a lot. And, and so we as athletes and as black people came a long way to expressing ourselves. And he was a trailblazer for that. Deion Sanders was another trailblazer for that. Anytime you tell yourself you're great, 
Before they tell you you're great, they don't yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't Especially like when you write. <laughs> Especially when you write. Correct. Exactly. Especially when you write. So it went down like that. What part did you pay in the, in the Five Five Swag? Like, I know everybody had their own input. Mm -hmm. The baggy shorts, the shoes, what, what part you played? It's hard for me to, like, say it with, without people thinking, like, I'm trying to make it about me. Mm -hmm. But, but I, you was I, the fashionable one, though. But I, I was the one. To this one, day, look at it. I yeah, was I the one that cared. The, <laughs> I cared more. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. Like, Jawan didn't. Jawan was like, dog, I'm trying to ball. Mm -hmm. Jawan's a professional. Jawan was always 10 years older than us. Yeah. But the same age. But the same right. age. Mm -hmm. Never had a, not a fresh cut. Always had a big gold tee. Always had a crease in his pants. Like, we all kept our originality. And so many times people talk about us all wearing bald heads. He ain't cut his hair bald. <laughs> he didn't. No. Yeah. He was like, I love y'all. I ain't cutting my hair bald. Mm -hmm. I'm ride or die, <laughs> but I ain't cutting my hair bald. Right. And so, like, I started wanting to wear the shorts because Doug Smith, Missouri, Steve Smith, Syracuse, Anderson Hunt, UNLV, Steve Smith, Michigan State. Mm -hmm. They used to all come home in the summer and bring me shorts. Right. So I used to have those satin shorts down to my knees nice without the Game holes. shorts, yeah. You know, they get heavy when you start sweating in them. But yeah. they were so cold. So, like, by the time we got to college, I'm like, y'all got a Nike contract. I know y'all can get us some longer shorts. That's really what it was. Yeah. Bobby Bland, I remember his name, our, our, um, our equipment guy. Like, we want some longer shorts. And then the other thing, y'all know, Nike rep came in, welcome to the school, everything's great. Man, he put out some power forward shoes, man. Backup power forward shoes. Back up. Yeah. Like, dog, we not wearing them. We're the, what Barclays. The Bo, we're the Bo Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> the Hirachis. The mm. no, we, we, we ain't wearing those. Yeah. High tops up to my cap. I'm not wearing them. And so that's when the Hirachis came. They didn't even want us to wear them because they felt like it wasn't a basketball shoe because your ankles were out. Mm. Right. And so we wore them, and it's like, you got to get your ankles taped before every practice, before every game, for a lawsuit. Like, nah, 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 okay, cool. And then we signed the little waiver so we could wear those shoes. Mm. Mm. And that's where, like, the whole fashion thing with the shoes came from. Mm -hmm. the, the ball heads, it was more like just solidarity. One for all, all for one, mm -hmm. whatever. The socks, Ray Jackson. Really? Yes, indeed. We were uh, about to play in Texas. I forgot the first, I forgot uh, one of the Texas schools. And Ray's homeboy came to the hotel. Ray was like, da da da, I've been traveling, bring me some socks. And he brought Ray a gray pair with blue Nike. And I was in a room playing uh, Madden. And Ray came in the room and he pulled out the socks. I'm like, dog, where you get them from? He's like, you just got them for the mall. And then we all looked like, did they have some black ones? <laughs> right? Like, hmm. So we went to the mall. Now just think about this. They didn't have five pairs of black socks at an entire mall. The first game, I wore dress socks on top of my white socks. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I don't dress socks. We went to um, the little stall. We put on our unis, covered up the socks. Da da da. We ain't gonna snap off our pants until right before the tip off, so they won't tell us no. You know how that works. If we do it prior, gotta get it yep. from the yeah, PR, gotta yeah. get it from the coach. Somebody gonna shut it down.
they're going to shut it down. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to make sure they can't shut it down. Yeah. So that, that's how we did it. That's dope. Hell yeah. Oh, Rice. That's who he's playing. He's rice. playing against Rice. What's your relationship with Coach Fisher now? I love him. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Three Final Fours, a national championship. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Did great with San Diego State, brought their program back to life. Brian Dutcher, who now coaching, was the lead recruiter. Jawan signed with him first. Now they're head coach. He was giving out tickets on campus. Now they got a real program. Mm -hmm. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He's got as many championships as Jim Boeheim. And mm -hmm. um, my guy at Michigan State, uh, who I love. Izzo? Izzo. I mean, he got as many championships as them. So mm -hmm. I feel like he deserved it. Mm. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash card. What's your relationship with Webb? We touched on it in Atlanta when we had him. Um, recently just inducted to the Hall of Fame. Saw that shout out. But what's your relationship with Webb? I love Webb. And I'm almost sure, especially since Jawan just re-signed, that I'll see him in Ann Arbor. I'm back living in the D, and mm-hmm. I see he just do, did the some incredible um, donation uh, to, to cannabis. And Al killing them in Detroit, too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Viola. Mm-hmm. I just love how strip clubs and weed used to be taboo, even though everybody else was doing it. Now we starting to do it, mm-hmm. and it's great to see us getting profit off of it. And so I believe we'll be able to break bread this year or whatever at a game. Um, I'm glad I got a chance to be there when he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. I'm, gonna, I'm glad he got a chance to uh, be on the show right after I lost my mom. And so we goody. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have no problems, no ill will with my brother. Of course, we need to probably sit down and talk about some dots and miles and cross mm-hmm. some T's or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm taking the bullet for C-Web. Yeah. That's my brother. That's I mean, right. I love to hear that. That's obviously, right. you know, being big fans of both y'all. And he was kind of my big brother coming up through the league and just being big fans. So, obviously, at this point, it's, I mean, tomorrow's never promised. So, to be able to see that bridge being rebuilt or not even that mm-hmm. it was broken, but just being able to, like you said, cross it together, I think that's dope, man. So, we definitely commend you for that. Thank you. And you know, I love about the game, even playing at UCLA for so many years against Matt and everybody who went to UCLA. And it's funny that you just said your big brother in the league. I remember one time, and I ain't going to say too much on camera, y'all was in Miami. And he was like, yo, 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 make some moves, make some moves. And I'm like, make a left, make a right. I'm going to show you to my apartment. <laughs> you remember that spot I had? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That was and, back in the And I got a jack moment for you. I land in Denver. I'm looking at the roster to see what team got a holdover from the night before. I called his room in the middle of the night and I possibly was looking for some treats. <laughs> <laughs> I remember another time. You know too. we had it. You know we had it, Jay. <laughs> you know we had it. Maybe. I'm just saying, maybe. Could be. That might have happened. I can't confirm or deny. But I remember another time in Toronto too, when you was out in Toronto and you opened up the house and we came through. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo. Yeah, and I was young too. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. She was shout out Mona. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of the greatest. One of the realest. One of my peeps. One of the greatest. She the realest. Of all time. Y'all owe real. me for that. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, for real. That's my For real, right for real, for real. You just reminded me. Yeah, you see, yeah. I put a name with that face. She's yeah, the homie. Yeah. Homie, homie, for real. For real. She yeah, looked out for everybody off the strip. Yes, off yes, the strip. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great dot connect. Uh, declare for the draft of 94, 13th overall. So you're going from Detroit to Denver. What's, what's your thought process? But this, was, this is from him as a kid being 6'9". Not thinking he going nowhere in basketball, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then you get to this, so go ahead. <laughs> but, but what's crazy is, like, and that's, that's why I love today's game, because everybody, like, tried to worry about my position Had too much. Had to be something. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I always hated that. Like, when I was at Michigan, yeah, I played point, but Jimmy got the all. ball, Ray get the ball, mm-hmm. C-Web get the ball. Like, we were interchangeable. Right. We playing positionless. And so when I got to the league, it was people like, oh, he got the nerve to try to act like he want to be a tall point guard. He ain't no magic or whatever. Like, I'm just trying Open. to hoop or whatever. And, and so I, I didn't like that initially. But let me tell you one of the things I did like about being in Denver, playing with Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Mm. And people that see Steph now, it remind me of him. 
killed. He was the first dude, uh, uh, uh. Like Tim Hardaway was doing it. You know, he the OG, but mm -hmm. he, had some, was pulling he had some that. sauce on that mm -hmm. thing. Pump fake, and he'll hit you with the pump fake and have everybody. Hey, man. And you know what's crazy? He's playing in the big three and just played in the big three championship. Really? Hey, Against man, us. I love him. <laughs> Shout and, out Mark Moop. At 50. And, and, I was about to say, way, at his at age. 50. I learned professionalism, and he's immaculate. He had Tourette syndrome. I've sat there and watched him tie his shoe as a teammate. I saw him not eat at certain periods of time during the season. Him and Akeem Olajuwon, and it was incredible to me. I couldn't. I was like, "Wow!" Like, I was like, "I gotta step it up." Mm -hmm. Definitely one like, of my mentors. I'm like, he better than me. He more disciplined than me. Like, I'm smoking. I'm drinking forties. I'm like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta tone it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm right. the last, right. and so I, I learned that. That's what I actually take from my Denver experience. Because I led the team in assists. Like, I got, I still have the Denver Nuggets rookie record for assists. Mm. Like, it was fun playing there. Right. We made the playoffs my second year. We lost to the Spurs. That's the year David won MVP. That's the year they had the best record in the league. He had 70 in the game that year. Mm -hmm. He was killer. That was to get the story title, right? Mm -hmm. 70 against the Clippers. Yeah, he was killer. You recently spoke on burning through that money, your first contract. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that, because I think that is something that... for the that, first time. Right. I know y'all know. What you mm. mean? I know y'all know. I didn't think after year six. Yeah, nah, man. Talk to me. <laughs> Yo, at the end of every summer, I, my, my shit was on red. Right. My bank account was on E. It's important to say it. Mm -hmm. It's important to say it. So many times, like, as black men in particular, we can't share our pain because right. it makes us like look weak or vulnerable mm -hmm. or soft. That mirror ain't gonna lie to yeah. you. No, man, I'm telling you. That, that, <laughs> you gonna look in the mirror, you yeah. know we were gonna tell you. Right. Yeah, right. Hey, man, that first contract, all gone. All gone. Buying, and, and you learning. Like when I was in school, I didn't know I, I didn't have a credit. I didn't know my credit report. Mm -hmm. Like now that's normal. That's like a right. normal thing to yeah. track and follow. And like, I didn't know about that. And so, and it's different when you get paid or get drafted and you move your family to the suburbs versus if they already lived there. That's a whole different dynamic. Mm -hmm. My family didn't live in the suburbs. A lot suburbs. more expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> a lot more expensive. So, so you buy everything for the first this. time. Yes. <laughs> and you're investing in everybody's dreams. But I'll just tell everybody, just, just try to teach people how to fish. And most of the people that's ever going to be mad at you is when you stop feeding them. Mm -hmm. The ones you do the most for. Yeah. Anybody that's walking the face of this earth that act like they dislike me and they know me is because I've given them money and I stopped. Mm. That's the only reason. My time, my energy, my money. It ain't because I talk crazy to them. It ain't because I went behind their back and tried to get with their significant other. It ain't none of that. It's because I stopped feeding Shut them. Shut the water off. That's why. That says a lot about that person, too. Okay. Correct. That's why I and they know it moving. too. Like you said, when you look in that mirror, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't lie to yourself. Yeah. Two years in Denver, um, off to Indiana for Mark Jackson and Ricky Price. Um, what was your, that was kind of your first introduction to the business of the game. And that summer I got traded. That's the summer Tupac got killed. I was supposed to go to that fight, um, the Bruce Seldon fight. Mm -hmm. I had bought a place there. Uh, I used to go to all of the Tyson fights. And I was supposed to go to that fight. So I remember that. Mob Deep had just dropped on Street Life. I was going back mm -hmm. and forth. I just got traded. I was playing it the whole way. And when I first got to the pace, I was like, oh, man, I get to play with Reggie. I get to do it all, whatever, whatever. But Larry Brown. Different. 
didn't like the fact that they traded me for somebody that he liked a lot, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. And he held it against me. He gave me 15 DMPs that year. He, he tried like, to get me out like of the league. He didn't like playing young guys at yeah. that time. He tried to get me out of the league. He brought me in the office one time. He was like, Chris and Jawan are up here. Ray and Jimmy are down here. And I ain't like that, by the way. He's like, I'm going to determine which way you go. Wow. I got up. This was at the market square. I was like, no, you ain't. I got up and walked right out the office. I was on that. No, then. you ain't. I was on that then. Like I look at myself, you. I look at Ballhead Jalen. Like he was hazardous to my health. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who was that guy? Like for real. <laughs> like for real. Like for real. And but he was trying to get me out the league. Mm. And the next year, but I, I applaud Donnie Walsh because Donnie Walsh brought me in. He's the President, GM of the Pacers. Mm -hmm. Him and Larry have a close relationship. They actually went to college together they and do. were roommates. A lot of people don't oh, know okay. that. And he was like, I've been talking a lot with Larry, and don't be surprised if you're here longer than he is. Ooh. I just need you to be patient, be professional this year. I need you to trust. He was so real, though. I love Donnie Walker. Right? We called him Mafia Donnie. Yes. He's like, I need you to trust me. I was like, all right. So regardless of whether I wasn't playing or not, I started making practice and practice my game games yeah. to um, follow what Donnie told me. And the next year, Larry left and went to Philly. Then Larry Bird came in. And Larry Bird was like, I'm going to give you a chance to do your thing. And that's when I started balling. But who was the best to lean on when you was with the Pacers? Davis Boys? Well, it's like all different good relationships. Were you there with Al when Al came? Absolutely. When I was a baby? He was... For the love. He, I used to tell him that. Yeah. That tattoo. Yeah. I remember when he got it. Yeah. That's little bro. Yeah. And play with him, Jonathan, and J.O. when they were young. Mm. I love all of them. Jay Bender was on real. Real quick, I was about to say, speak to JB real quick, because not a lot of motherfuckers know how good he was. Hey, man. Hey, man. Take off on the free throw line with his left hand. Oof. With his left hand. Shooting threes. Hey, his body just failed him. That's it. He could shoot the three. He can jump off two feet. He could jump off one foot. His, he just, he grew, in my opinion, so fast, so young, and just like so up. frail. His body just broke that down. Bone on bone. Yeah, bone on bone on them knees. Yeah. They kept with it. Yeah. But, bro, he'll practice one day. He'll sit out 30 days and practice one day and do something in practice. Incredible. And we're like, bro, if this dude get healthy, it's over. Hey, dog, incredible. And so I, I, love, I love that. But I would say, um, for basketball reasons, Mark Jackson. Because while I was trying to learn how to play off the ball from Reggie and come off screens, I didn't come off screens in college. I had the ball. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing with Mark and Reggie. Mark, like, it was funny. They like, your job is to go under the screen. Y'all know the single double. Little set, says, high. You set that screen from Reggie and go opposite. Every time. And then a couple of times, you know how you feel like you're going to go under and pop out without setting the screen. Yeah. Like, oh, I ain't gonna throw it to you. Back to Reggie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been in that position. Right. I'm like, damn, Slick Rick. That's what I used to call him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a patch on his eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't even see me. Man, he didn't even see me. I know he, like, oh. Yeah. And so he like, you ain't run the play. Mm. Got you. You know what I mean? I got you, because I was, a lot of times, me and Travis was even being backup point guard or I was a point forward, so I need to learn from Reggie 
and I need to learn from Mark. Mm -hmm. So Mark, top five in assists, and Reggie, one of the greatest shooters of all time. That was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And so those guys, and Larry Bird. I played for Larry Bird. Right. Three years. And, and, and Larry's awesome. Carlisle was on the staff. Yep. And so uh, that, that was a great experience, great opportunity. We made it to the, the only finals for the franchise. And so uh, that was a good look. Any, any cool or crazy stories about Larry? Yeah. Um, uh, 98. Oh, yeah. Last dance. Like, the rest of the world see it as the last dance. Like, they beat us, you know what I'm saying? So I don't really love that documentary as much as everybody else. Um, after we lost that game in 98 to the Bulls, so we the only team to take them to seven games. So this is after Larry Brown was benching me. I got 15 DMPs, and then Larry Bird came in. So this team didn't make the playoffs. The one you was getting with Larry Bird. The one Brown. I was getting 15 DMPs. We didn't make the playoffs. Then y'all went to the finals. The next yeah. year, we was in game seven against the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. The next season, basically the same team. But just I was playing, and we made a couple moves. We brought Mark back, like, the same. And in that game, fourth quarter, I made two straight shots. And they called timeout. And y'all know going to the timeout, mm -hmm. hell yeah, yeah, we got this, da, da, da. I'm jumping up and down. And in the timeout, he took me out the game. I was pissed. I was mad. Like nobody else in the world, in my mind, was like even cared. I was like, I can't believe this just happened. And I ain't go back in. So like the last five minutes, I'm sitting over there. I can't believe I ain't go back in. And this is before I ain't have media responsibilities. They had to go to Reggie, they had to go to Larry. So I ain't even really had to talk to the media. So I basically took a shower pill, jumped on the bus. Like, I was pissed. And I felt like I was going to sit in the back and uh, not talk to the coaching staff. And so I walked up. I was like, damn, Larry already on here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I was going to wait for some other people but, like, I was so early, I was like, damn, I don't have to walk past him. I was like, I'm going to just walk past him and not even say nothing. You on your ball headed Jalen right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was like, I'm going to just walk past him. And our team did that, too. When y'all watch Last Dance, mm -hmm. black shoes, black socks, ball heads. Rick Smith's went yeah. ball and Juwan did That was didn't. tough. Yeah, yeah. Right? That was yes. tough. Right? And I'm like, I'm going to just walk. Like, like a kid mad at their parents. Like, I'm going to just walk past him and not say nothing. And he's like, Jalen. That's where I got that Kobe voice from in 81 Olives. That's still ringing my mind. That was Larry. Jalen. Turned around, like, all right, coach. He had a beer in his hand. He was like, I, I fucked up. I should have got you back out there. Mm, that feel good, though. Don't help, but it feel good. Coaches don't do that now. Never. Coaches don't do that. They got Never. too much pride. Never. Win or lose shit. Never. Especially him. Right. You got to say that to me. Even if he felt like that, he didn't have to say that to me. And I know it. Some real shit, though. And I was like, I ain't going to say nothing else about it. I let it go right then. Next year, I was when I won most improved. Mm -hmm. I went from like being like the sixth, seventh man to he put me in a star lineup. He did make it up to me. So I'm forever grateful. Mm, mm, mm. What memories will you take from the 2000 Finals experience against the Lakers? Shaq a monster. I mean, you, you didn't have to go through the Finals to know that, though. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> hey, man, but it was different then. 
Yeah. It was different then because in Orlando, it was like the 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 younger, more athletic Shaq. And then like later in his career, people got to see like the the powerful, like mm -hmm. right in front of the rim Shaq. But in like 2000, like he was playing D on pick and roll still. Yeah. And like blocking shots. Like he and, was blocking shots. And laying you down if you start getting <laughs> yeah, too exactly. loose. Exactly. And he he was like willed against us. He was like 40-20. And he's making his free throws. But but another great thing, man, is Kobe's coming out party. When he hit us with the get down, lay down, mm -hmm. that was dope. Cause he was arguing with their bench. Like, I used to hear Phil yelling at Kobe. Pass the ball, move the ball. Get off of it. We like, yeah. Yeah, get off of it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> like, I don't know what game he watching. Right, no shit. You know shit. what I'm saying? Right? And Shaq fouled out. Hey, man, Cole, I love Cole so much. He went to work on us. Oh. And then he hit that jumper at the top of the key and he did this. That wasn't even to us. That was to his team. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't even believe <laughs> he was Cole. running back. He was looking at them right. when he did. He was looking at them. Y'all know. When Cole first got drafted to the... I probably shouldn't say... I'm going to try no, not to say too real. much of what I know. But, like, Cole was resented him. by his own teammates. Now, he, he, said that, no, he said that, though. He show. said that on our show. By his own teammates. I couldn't believe him. it. They was hating on him. I'm like, why y'all going to hate on him? Because he was that confident. But he ain't, he ain't even, like, go out... He ain't dream. He was over at UCLA with just, us. We yes. was in college. He was a Laker on our campus chilling. I worked out with him that one summer. And, you know, Rob ended up being his agent. Mm -hmm. I was with them. Mm -hmm. And Cove and I, you know, young players, yeah, we're going to go after the workout. We're going to go get a massage. You know what I'm saying? Went to the little spa, little Burke spa in Santa Monica or whatever. I went and got it in. I'm in L.A., got my little spot in Santa Monica, getting it in. He went back to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize he was doing it. He was going back to the gym. And so, like, for him, to me, to watch him from, like, 96 when he got drafted and wasn't even appreciated by his own teammates to, like, be in that moment where Shaq was, ended up being, like, the first, first 46 minutes of the game, and he ended up being the last two. And that's why I started calling him, like, the remix of MJ, because... To me, he looked like MJ. Yeah. He sound like MJ. He move like MJ. Man, he the next best either. thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Facts. He the next best thing, man. Ain't, no, ain't nobody top. Like, I love Brian, and I know we do all these top five lists, but every time I do a list, I do tell myself, why did I put Brian over Cole? I, never I say that. I never have. Not yet. I think he can. Right? I can't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I can't, right? bro. I just can't. Right. With all due respect, I don't. You yeah. Can't. You, you know can't what I mean? I, Braun is something that I, we've never seen before. He is a one in, once in a lifetime yes. talent. Yeah. But still, that's Kobe. I just—it's a different animal when you talk about being, especially lining up against him and knowing him as a person. You know what I'm saying? When you know him as a person and you know him on the court, then you'll understand what we're saying. Man, when he torched us for 81. That Negro didn't say one word. That commercial was hilarious, too. Thank you. <laughs> he, I, hey, fam. That commercial was hilarious, though. Hey, now somebody do one crossover. They go crazy. So. Yeah. Dog. That's why we had to take it. 
Because <laughs> if he say something, you go, yeah, don't do now it. Now you can hack him. You can try to triple T. You can try to hurt him or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I mean, but that's the game was just different, y'all. Like yeah. football, when you went over the middle back in the day, Lame you used to get you getting one. Yeah, that just it just like the second foul was harder than the first one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just how the game. Fourth was. quarter, a lot of people that don't like contact shooting jumpers. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's, that, that the the last four minutes of the game sometimes it's long. No layups. Like, yeah. Remember no layups. There yeah. used to be a thing, no layups. No layups. All free throws. Right? Dog, he ain't say a word. He was like, I don't play golf, but I would assume it's like when Tiger's like locked in against the course. We were just pawns. We were just bugs on the windshield. It was incredible. And I wasn't going to disrespect the game. Like, I had already tried to hurt him in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know yeah, I'm here with the foot, yeah. Right? It was payback. Like, I already tried that. Yeah, that didn't work. It didn't work. work. <laughs> What's, what, I didn't want him to get injured. I just wanted him to get hurt. What, what are the... <laughs> you know what it's stupid. You know what I'm like, he, he would have had three and I had one. Yeah. What's the, what's, the, yeah. what, what's yeah. the huddle like, though, when he really starts cooking in the second half? What y'all saying in the huddle? Ain't no argue. Well, I'm telling... I just saw Sam Mitchell at our kids' volleyball game, so I don't mean to be like old wounds type of thing. Fuck it. But yeah, we in this, we are in the huddle. Like, dawg, let's double them. If you really look at that game, we was playing 2-3 zone. Two, yeah, y'all was running someone at him. No, no, dawg. We was playing 2-3 zone. <laughs> you get 80 in the zone? We was playing 2-3 <laughs> zone. Like, it ain't even matter. It ain't even matter. And, and, and for everybody, like, that want to do something special in their lives, like, I always use Kobe as an example because, like, his focus and discipline oh, is incredible to me. Like, I look at people like that, like, you can have it, dog. Yeah. Like, I don't have that. I, I, don't, yeah. I ain't willing to. Mm-hmm. Y- you can have it. That's what he had. He was consumed. Obsessed. By the game. In high mm-hmm. school. We knew it. I told you he had to kill this. He was mm-hmm. focused, man. The whole That's, He was different. How did that commercial come about? <laughs> so, um, He gets it. He gets it. No question. <laughs> um, shout out to his lovely wife, Vanessa, and prayers to the family. I saw them, um, yeah, like I said, at the Palms Hotel. I used to go there. I used to play craps there. I used to like to gamble there. Malusi, I used to own the Kings mm-hmm. or whatever. I used to be there a lot. And I think it was date night for him and the wife. And I saw them at the telly. I mean, I saw them at the restaurant. And of course, I was going to go over there and say, what up? Because I used to always go in there like, there's this lobster dish I used to like. And I was like, oh, damn, they go cold. Go say, what up to them? And I looked down at the table, and they had a few martinis on the table. I was like, oh, y'all getting it in. Okay, good. You know, congratulations, whatever, whatever. And that image always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And so when... The idea was pitched to me initially about doing a pilot, Jalen versus everybody, like a, like a, a spin about like being in the media and being a single dad and all of that was pitched to me. One of the things we thought about was doing something that related to the 81 point game. And we were talking more and more about it. And I was like, let's, let's pretend he like something about 81 martinis. That, that, that's, cause, cause to me, it was just two of them and they probably had like four or five glasses, but to me, it, it looked like 10 or 11, yeah. right? So that image always stuck with me because I never saw him have fun. A drink, right, right. 
I never saw him have fun. Me neither until he... I, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> right. I didn't until you called me. Yeah. And, y'all, and I went out with him and Kobe. Yeah. yeah. I brought him out in, what was it? Where was he? Milwaukee, of yeah. all places. No, but yeah, me and Kobe used to get it in, though. Yeah. He's like, Jack, Jack, what you, what you doing? I'm like, shit, you know, we can do whatever. Nigga, Kobe want to go out. Yeah. Who? Cold want to go out. I said, nigga, where? Cause you know, I would always go to my room and do, you know, I would dope. go smoke. That's and dope. And B, what you doing? I said, shit, I don't know. We in Milwaukee, bro. Let's do something. Like, shit, let me call That's Jack. That's dope. Call me yeah, up. Yeah, I was right yeah. there. That's yeah. dope. And so literally, um, we asked him to be on NBA Countdown that morning. I think he had to arrive at like 10 or 11. And so we kind of wrote up the treatment and kind of sent him the idea of how I wanted to shoot the pilot. And he loved it. It was dope. And the thing is that I love so much about it is I gave that away. If you look at it, it has no logos on it. It has no advertisement. Like, I yeah. paid for that. I shot it. I put it out. It, my, my name not even on it. Like, people see it and try to clown me, because not realizing that it's mine. Yeah, right. That I produced it. Right. You see what I'm saying? I did that for him. Because, like, I'm such a fan of his. Mm-hmm. And, and he took that and met a guy that worked on my show, Jalen and Jacoby, and he hired him. And that became a production partner that he used. Oh, really? Become a war winning producer. Ooh, oh, that's crazy. That's what's up. That commercial was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate that. And he hired him to work for his production See, company. I love the backstory because I never, like, I was like, damn, they came with Jaden with that idea or that was code. Like, I didn't know whose mm-hmm. idea it was, but it was super yes. creative. It was dope. Yeah. It was dope, man. And, and I appreciate him coming through. And and not not to make it too somber, but, like, lost him way too young, yeah, man. On, man. My classmate. Lost mm-hmm. him way too young. He was really, like, like... Mm, we was going to the, see the best Kobe. Yes. But he was so, that's, he was so obsessed. I mean, we was talking to him. He man. was so, the next 20 years are going to be bigger than the first. I'm like, damn, bro, you was a hell of a player man. on the court. I don't know how that, but he was dead bent on the next 20 is going to be bigger. He had an investment game going on. Like, he was he's killing them, man. Mm-hmm. Gone way too soon, man. Mm-hmm. Gone way too soon. Condolences. Um, Back to Indiana real quick before we get up out of the Indiana days. The first person in eight years to lead the Pacers in scoring with the last name not being Miller. Mm. You're taking on a whole new role for this franchise. How'd that make you feel as a person? I, I took pride in it. That was, uh, that was probably the most important year of my career. What year? So this was year six-ish, five-ish? Yep, exactly. And this is at a time where I signed basically two deals in the league. A seven-year deal and a six-year deal. That's kind of how it was now, like players. The long ones. Exactly. And so I thought I was going to have an out after my fourth year, and I ended up going to arbitration and losing the arbitration. So I needed to play the, the sixth year. So this was like an important thing for me, to go out and ball while I'm getting minutes, Larry's the coach. And the number one thing I want to say is that I appreciate Reggie for embracing me and a future Hall of Famer, and I saw him do that with you guys, too. Mm -hmm. He did the exact same thing for us. J.O., when we first came, y'all, when y'all was balling, he wasn't jealous, he wasn't hating, he wanted to win. But when the game was on the line, we get a big (laughs) shot, (laughs) I ain't gonna worry about it, we gonna give it to Reg. Mm -hmm. We gonna give it to Reg. And if he shot the volume with threes, the players shoot oh, now? In- incredible. Oh, my goodness. 
And he came off screens, too. Yeah. See, most of these guys spot up and Fast. shoot. He, was coming he up came off screens. Speed. He could do flares, single doubles, fades. What do you see his price? Maybe, maybe what? Maybe yeah. like three to four or five at the most in yeah. one game? Yeah. It was like you miss one or two, you got to drive. Especially if you like six, six or above. It's like, you, mm -hmm. oh, you selling for too many jump shots. Now it's, that's normal. So th that meant a lot to me. I worked a lot on my game. Rick Carlisle, he was somebody I used to go to his hotel room at night, have a couple of beers or some wine. And he taught me how to watch film and how to come off screens and play with Reg and work hard on my game and work on my post game. Hey, if Reggie gonna be coming off screens, you know, if he come off your side, you gotta be able to duck in. That's your chance to get you a bucket. Like, oh, oh right, ding, 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 ding. Right, right. You're one of the All best right. basketball offensive minds in the league. Yes, yes. He like, you like that right block. Reggie come off that side, you can duck right in, you can get you a post up. Mm -hmm. And then so, so he really helped my game. And so, and it meant a lot that we were winning and we did something that the franchise hadn't did since, did before then and hadn't done since then. Mm. And to play against the Knicks. That's big. That, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they had Spree and Allen Houston. With, with, with Patrick Ewing and Oak L and LJ Mason. Too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they, that was crazy. So to play and to beat them, and, and we played against AI. That's, I think that's the year AI won MVP. AI's. AI get underrated by history, too. You can't stop AI. No, it wasn't no stopping. If, AI averaged th over 30 then. Oh, uh, he would have murdered the league. I'll put 10 on that right now. Nah, boy, the easy. Right now. Can't touch him? Because he was getting we, beat up, too. What? We was beating him up. Right. He was getting beat up. We was beating him up. Put 10 on it right now. Mm-hmm. I can see him averaging 40, though. Easy. He made free throws, too. And he became a three-point shooter. He only shot, like, three, three or four threes because he was so fast. He didn't even have to shoot. People don't know how fast AI was, bro. He the one created that little like hawk play where mm -hmm. they throw on the ball when he sweep sw yeah. through. Off the double. You can't catch that, double. man. That's because he was so fast, like a football player, like a running back. You rip and go. You go under, you pop back and sweep. Yeah. Baseline. 2001, 2002 season. Rose, was, you was traded to uh, Chicago Bulls mm -hmm. with Travis Best and Norman Richardson, a future second round pick in exchange for Brad Miller, Ron Merson, Ron Artest, Kevin Ollie. What was that? What was that like? A lot of rush street. What was your mind? What was your mind? A lot of getting it in. Yeah. A lot, lot of rush street. A lot of testing my professionalism. You know what I mean? They got nine wins. It's February, dog. Yeah. Cold, it's cold outside, man. Chicago was You gotta wanna too. do this. Mm. You gotta wanna do this. Yeah. They got nine wins. They had the worst team in the league. I was pissed. Nothing against Shotown, but that season was over. That wasted a whole year. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go there and ball. And first game, they had nine wins. We won three straight my first three games. Was we that a trade for Ron? Yeah, Ron Ron's was in that yeah, trade. Yeah, Ron went to Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the crazy thing, and, and shout to Ron, and end up changing his name to Meta, like he was having some, some, some issues that he needed to sort through off the court. Mm -hmm. And I believe Brad was in the last year of his contract. So to them, they felt like they was rolling the dice. But like... Y'all was the best Pacer team. Yeah, we fucked that off, man. And, and so I, I rooted for y'all, as you know. Yeah, Like, y'all yeah. was the best Pacer team. And, and Ron, obviously, and me and him being exchanged for each other, I remember, like, playing against the Pacers and going back to Indy. And I think it was y'all was playing against the Pistons. In the playoffs. 
Yeah, I was playing against him. And I was, work, I was doing Best Damn Sports Show. And it was dope for me because it was like the team that I played with. So the Simons was there and knowing them and mm-hmm. da, da, da. And it was my hometown team. And I just remember like being a member of the Bulls, like I'm about to start my media career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what I did. I literally, that's when I started my media career. But I wanted to be a pro. I played 83 games that year. Mm. People don't understand that we used to pride ourselves on playing every single game. Every like game. When no one wanted to rest. Not missing no games. Every single game. I had a, I had a like a 400 game consecutive streak and I broke my hand. And like my brother, me and him used to talk about it all the time. Like you gotta show up every day. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you get to the league, you get a couple dollars or whatever, you don't mean you're not show up for work because that one game can change your life. That one play, that one move, that one whatever. And so, yeah, we took pride in that. We made sure we played because of two things. One, hoopers, real hoopers that knew how to play and that wanted to play. We didn't want to do that after the game workout. No. And we damn sure didn't want to show early for practice and no. do the little drills with the practice no, team. No, no, I, no. I wasn't doing none of that. No. So I made sure I played because I'm not staying yes. after no, the game. No, no, no. That, 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 that messed up the dinner time that. and the post game. And I'm not showing up to practice and work out with motherfuckers who y'all don't plan on playing all year. Exactly. I'm doing exactly. that. the fitness club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. After winning awards and taking paces to the finals, were you excited about the move to Chicago? I was excited to be in Chicago. I wasn't excited about the getting team. traded there because they had a bad record. Mm-hmm. But like the city. The, the city of Chicago? 
It's fire. But you know what? Actually, one of the things I did in Chicago that I'm proud of, I really started taking more serious my foundation. I remember I had a celebrity weekend. Like I, I literally got the idea from Magic. Magic was the only Mid other person. Summer that, nights. Yeah, exactly. You already know. I played in that. Yes. You already know. I literally mm -hmm. like spent it from Magic, and I did it at the United Center. The game was at the United Center. Friday night, I had a comedy show. It was said the Entertainer, D-Ray, Earthquake, and, and D.L. Hughley. And then Saturday, I had the game, and Ashante did a halftime performance. Back when mm. she was popping with her yes. fine self. Huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, all she got to do is press sin and she mm. trending. Man. Right. Hey. Still to hey. this day. Hey. Right? Hey, hey Miss Parker, right? <laughs> and, 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 and then, like, what was dope is we had our night uh, party, and MJ came to represent. Dope. Nice. He sure did. So, like, I had a celebrity weekend in Chicago, which was dope. But uh, I was just like, I'm going to be a pro. Show up every night and get buckets. How far did you from Chicago? Three and a half. Yeah, yeah I was there. I was on it. I was on it. Yeah. So, you end up getting traded to the Raptors. What was I love Toronto off the court. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the greatest places. Brass rail. Mm -hmm. Man, just a melting pot. Blue lights. The brass rail. Yes. What was uh What was the experience going like? They're going over the border. Actually, not being too far from home, but what was that experience in Toronto like? It was dope. I love the fans of Toronto. I still go back there and spend a lot of time. The one thing I hate about my experience in Toronto is that they traded Vince. Mm. Yeah. That's why I went, to play with Vince. I got there, I'm like, like, he was going back and forth with the organization. They was, like, leaking stupid stuff about, like, where his mother parked. And I'm like, man, that's Vince Carter, man. I don't care. Right. And the other thing is give him the ball. Give Vince the ball. Move up. I don't. Thank you for drawing this up. This looks amazing. By the time we get to half court, give Vince the ball. <laughs> what is we doing? Like, y'all know he can shoot, crazy athletic, he unstoppable. Get him going downhill. I, that, that frustrated me so much that I came at a time where, like, their greatest player was at odds with the organization. And it had nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, he had some injuries, and, you know, he wasn't healthy all of the time, but it's Vince Carter. Mm -hmm. And they traded him while I was there. And I'll never forget. It was like, they did a trade to the Nets. I was like, was it for Jason Kidd? Right. And Richard Jefferson? And, and Alonzo already said he wasn't going to Toronto. And so now, all of a sudden, you clearly a worse worse version of yourself, and you know that's that's that kind of disappointed my experience. So 2007 comes. Um, are you at peace with the decision? What drove you into actually saying it's time for me to step away and and see what's next in life? It was crazy. I had a chance to go play in Portland. I had a chance to go play in Washington at the end of that year. And I had just played in Phoenix. We had the best regular season record. We lost to the Spurs. That's the year Robert Ory hip check. Hip checks, yeah, uh, Steve, Steve. into the, mm -hmm. the board. The boys got suspended. And uh, Amari and uh, Boris Dial got suspended. Yeah, that was dumb. Stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was dumb. Like, that rule is just stupid. Um, but anyway, and so I, I just remember telling myself, like, damn. 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting more. I, I, at the beginning of the season, I was like, I can't be getting more tickets than I'm playing minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm Makes sense. Right? Like, damn, I got 10 tickets and I only play like five minutes. Dang, good. That'll add up. Yeah, I'm like, dang, good. Like, am I washed? And then I was like, I became a part of the fitness club because Mike D'Antoni only plays seven and a half players. He ain't even looking down at the other eight. Like, he gonna play seven and a half, maybe eight. That eighth player gonna play like 12 minutes or less. And I was in less. And so in my mind, I treated that year like it was my, my last year. Like, I made moves, like, if this is it, cool. So when I got done, I had a couple of chances. I pondered it for a couple of weeks. And then I just like, I'm gonna start working in the media. And I took a job at ESPN. I was, I was literally like doing NBA tonight. And that was like coming on like 2.30 in the morning. That was like <laughs> graveyard shift being in Bristol. This is before NBA or ESPN was the hub for the NBA. No doubt. This is like 250 days in Bristol. Like you had to want to do this. Like Applebee's mm -hmm. at the most. You know what I'm saying? I learned a couple of spots there. I had a good time with them. Duck offs. Yeah. <laughs> Cookies at the hotel yeah. in, the, at the, in Bristol. <laughs> yes, got to put them in the microwave. It's <laughs> a bomb. But yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to work in media. So I had already had like four or five years experience. And so I was just like, I'm going to go full time and do it. And here I ask you a question. Did, were, were you doing Fox and ESPN at one point? Yeah. So, and that's why I always tell people, that's mm -hmm. why I call you the blueprint. Yes. We both ended up doing that too, but yes. Jalen was the first. Definitely. To work both. Fox yeah. and ESPN at the same Correct. damn time. At the same time. I was doing best. And I follow damn. suit. Yes. Then I follow you suit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but because if you think about it, like, you got two sides to your brain. Hmm. Like, I see you talk about a lot of stuff. They could just bring you on to play football. I know you play football. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so what ended up happening, that's what I was talking about earlier. Don't just put us in the box. Yeah, you can bring you on the top. It might be. And by the way, dog, I love you, man. Love you too. I love you too. But I gotta tell you something in particular. Mm -hmm. I wanna talk about what you did with George Floyd, your brother, man. And yeah, I appreciate him. what you said on your page too, bro. I hey dog, it. you deserve a Nobel Peace Prize, mm -hmm. brother. Appreciate it. You know, he and I are more like the quote-unquote politicians than you. That was you, dog. That's like that. That's why I'm glad Milwaukee won the championship. Because they were the first team not to play. Mm. I knew Giannis was going to get rewarded for People, that. Nobody don't think of that. that I knew he was going to get rewarded. I knew he was going to get rewarded. They stood on the table. That changed everything. You. Changed everything. I think he led the biggest protest in the history of our country. In the history. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Dog, I know probably with your DMs, your emails, and your corporate partners probably were saying to you. I lost a lot. I know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you know what you didn't lose? Your integrity. Mm -hmm. I still got y'all. That means more than anything. I got Gina. Sale. That means more than anything. It ain't for sale. It is not for sale. Real shit. Like, you deserve you, a Nobel Peace Prize, bro. Appreciate it, bro. And if you ain't get it yet, you're going to get one. You're going to get one. Imagine that. We're going to smoke to that. Yeah. Amen. Yes. God and I might, I might too. 
Projects yeah. to Nobel? <laughs> For real. That's a book. For real. Right. For real. Positives and negatives uh, of being the face or one of the faces for ESPN in, in, in basketball? For a long time, too. I think, uh, I think one of the negatives is, as a former player, sometimes they assume that we're replaceable. Mm. So, like, if you think about, like, the host that do the jobs or the game uh, announcers that do the job or even the reporters that do the job, like, they can have those jobs if they've proven to be good basically 25, 30 years. But the former players, like, well, Matt's starting to, he used to come 15 minutes early, now he only coming 14 minutes early. You know, oh, mm, like, well, you know, such and such about to retire yeah. soon, so maybe you know. And so that's the thing I've always tried to, like, combat. Like, we have the ability to reinvent ourselves, too. And when we prove that we're good at what we do, allow us to continue to ride like that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Hubie Brown been getting checks talking great basketball for a long time. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody coming to him saying, you slow down a little bit, or we're going to replace you with somebody, because a long time ago, he proved himself to be elite. Mm-hmm. Like, we prove ourselves to be elite. But just because somebody that now is in the game about to retire, and they're like, well, you know, we're going to talk to Matt about replacing Jack, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, this George Floyd stuff that he's doing, you got to talk to your guy. Mm-hmm. I know you got those conversations. Mm-hmm. I know how this works. You know what I mean? Y'all got partners, he got partners, you got a family, he got a family. I know. That's why I love y'all. Mm-hmm. But we kept it real in them conversations Correct. too, right? Like, bro, I'm going to tell you what they're saying. And I was like, but, you know, but see, that's the right. thing. I'm fucking this, with this you, This is though. my biggest right. supporter the whole time. Y'all wasn't put together by the label. Yeah. It's organic. And so that's the hardest thing to me, like, being in that position mm-hmm. is a lot of times it seems like I've proven myself. Time and time But again. in theory, what you don't realize is a lot of times they be plotting to replace you. Mm. And it ain't even because you ain't good at your job no more. It's because you're a vet now and you're more expensive. Mm. So we get the cheaper option. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Mm, <laughs> Terror squad, no <laughs> can't doubt. Be. Can't be, can't be. Touch back on Cope before we get up out of here. Where were you at the day you found out about his accident? I was in Miami and I was getting ready. My birthday is January 30th. And I was getting ready because we had the game it ended up being the first game since he lost, since we lost him. So I was already planning on going to L.A. that week. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the news and I digested it was happening, I, I, I don't say this because, like, I think I'm hard or, like, I think I'm tough or something, but, like, I've had a lot of, like, like, things happen in my life, like you guys have too, like a lot of turbulent things, but this is probably sad, but not many of them make me cry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not many of them make me cry. Like, I, I don't even want to relive some of, the, some of my toughest moments, but then when I look back at them, like, I didn't cry. Like, when I heard about Cole, I did cry. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I, I was at, uh, it was like this Brazilian restaurant. Um, and I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And, and as I got more details about like what he was attempting to do, what he hoped to get accomplished and what they hoped to get accomplished, travel from point A to point B so that like he could continue to like be a mentor, a dad, an ambassador. Like I never met my father. And like I love watching him be a dad. Love watching y'all be dads. Because I had a time in my life when, since if you're not with, you know, your, your, your ex or whatever, like, that means time and space. And then when time and space happens, sometimes you don't necessarily have the best relationship with your kids. Right. And I had that happen to me for a minute. So I always appreciate when I see LeBron and CP3 and Steph, like... Dads. Dads, you know what I mean? Like, we need that. Our culture needs that because, like, they're not, that imagery isn't embraced enough. That's why I love LeVar Ball. He was right. Both of his kids getting the max, mm -hmm. starting at the point. He was right. And Cole was right. What he did with the WNBA and how he loved the game, what he was doing with his daughter. His daughter had game. Super game. I seen that move too. on the right side. She did a turnaround jumper. Mm -hmm. She had game. She worked. That's Maya Moore. Yeah. I look, I was like, that's Maya Moore. And man, I just I, I I pray for his family and not to get too political, but I was disappointed. It seemed like where his wife kind of couldn't come out of hour with the shoe company. Man, they gotta get that right. They gotta come into the oh, office man. with the blank check. But that started to keep it G, because that started before while he was still here. That started while he was it, still it, it here. It sucks not having his shoes continue to be made. Come on, man. man. It, it come sucks, on, man. bro, because, like, come on, like, like, like all the players now, that's their joy. Come mm -hmm. on, right. You know what I'm saying? They all, and you know what they're doing? They all recycling the shoes that's out. That's yeah. all they wear. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Whatever checkbook MJ and Bron got, y'all got to be giving him that. To make mm -hmm. that, yeah. No question. That was exactly, that's. That's what's supposed to be happening. I ain't got to be in the room. That's what's supposed to be happening. They offered him some real bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we gonna hold his legacy down. Gotcha. I, I, and that's why I love, I, I, one of the best things that ever happened to me was I played in that game where he scored 81. That's one of my favorite, like, moments in my life. Because I now get to represent the legacy of Kobe Bryant the best way I can, man. And he deserved that. He definitely deserved it. And, and I'm, well, him and Dwight cool, so I can just say this. He donated to JRLA, too. He gave us some shoes. Yeah, I was about to say, we was about to touch on that. Yeah, he did. He donated to our school. He was going to visit the school. And I was speaking at his camp the day he, the day he heard... I probably should say that. The day he heard Dwight Howard was going to get traded to them. <laughs> How'd that go? So, so Cole, take the call. I'm sitting there. I ain't going to lie. I was sitting right there. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. And... I might have heard some of the conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I might have heard Dwight asking him about LA and, you know, some of the off the court things. And That's not his thing. Whatever. The wrong questions. And da da da. And Kobe got off the phone, said, this shit ain't gonna work. Mm. 
Don't talk to him about no party. Mm-mm. That's exactly what he said. This is before he even laced up with him one time. He said, his head ain't right. Mm. He said, mofo, I'm here to help you get championships. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> we know him. That's it. You asking me about producers? Like, he's like, this ain't gonna work. And so that's what I love about Cole, his dedication. Mm -hmm. It was almost psychotic. Um, Y'all got an iconic moment. Yeah. Sim I mean, similar. The, I mean, the, the, the ball, ball fake, fake. But people don't understand. Like, that's, that's a thousand words. He came that, that summer. He called me and told me, come be a Laker. And then that's when we went from teammates to brothers to like really cool. That's how we got so close after that because mm -hmm. he took my kids in and then post-career we're both coaching that's every dope. weekend at the same tournament. That's so he dope. would come off the twins. We would go watch Jeej. He would send the twins all their new shoes, the whole team their that's new dope. shoes. So that's what, it's funny you said that with the 81. I mean, it's not something that, damn, he gave us 81 or damn, I ball fake. But that was kind of our ways into the connection that we have for a lifetime with him. No doubt. And the Barnes boys killing it, man. Are oh, they trying to do their thing, man? They I appreciate killing that. it, man. They thank smart. You. They stars in the man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. The they court. work hard, man. Thank you. Touch on, uh, man, your academy. Uh, I think to me is so far you see, I mean, obviously with, with, with a lot of, you know, just do LeBron's academy and what he's done has been, but you've, yours has been rolling. Your success rate, your graduation rate, uh, your ability to give these kids an opportunity to go to college. I don't think that's spoken on enough. So thank you. Toot your own home real quick. Before you do that, people don't know how hard it is to get that started. Oh, no because doubt. you have to have the participation of the city you putting it in, because I've spent a half million dollars on a gym in my hometown, oh. and they were supposed to come and help bring the school. They've never done it. So I commend you for getting Man. it done. Thank you for saying that, because you can put all your chips in the middle of the table, and it can be like driving down the freeway and throwing the money out the window. Mm -hmm. That's what you just described right. with that money. Right. And that's what could have happened to me because you got to get the charter authorized. Mm -hmm. that, that's the one step. So here I am, retired basketball player, have a foundation. You know, I've helped 40 kids go to college. I have an endowment at U of M. So I want to open a school. So of course, people looking at me sideways or whatever. And I want to write a raise, whatever the cost going to be because I have to do that for two years before the school even opens. Mm -hmm. So I got to get it authorized, I got to get a facility, I got to create a board, I got to hire a management company, I got to hire a staff, you. I need to recruit students. Your money. Me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yes. Got to get the curriculum. This, 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 the school ain't even open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, it ain't, it's a, this is, this is, it, I, I haven't even thought about recruiting a student yet. Mm -hmm. It's not even, and so, to do all of that work, and you could get denied. And like a lot of people, and I didn't like this at first, like when LeBron started his school, like so many people was like comparing what he's doing to what I'm doing or vice versa. Like I'm older than him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's not a competition. That's, it's, it's not you know what I'm saying? It's not a competition. What he's doing was dope. Like, I just seen KD um, donate 10, $10 million to do something. And Kyrie be donating money to do stuff. Like, like the NBA family and, and, like, athletes from the NFL, like, we've done a great job of taking our fame, taking our money, and, like, and reinvesting it in our people. Mm -hmm. And that's all the school was. I was like, I'm going to do something that even if you don't like me, you ain't going to block me mm -hmm. or try to hate. 
because it's education. But the dirty secret in the United States, and this is why I wanted to really do it, I went to a public school, I'm fortunate my kids go to private school, is that the quality of education is defined by your zip code. Night and day, too. Right? Mm. And so I'm fortunate, my kids, private school, 35, 40,000. Suburban public schools, you, you know, you get 16,000 per student. In the city of Detroit, you get 8,000. So K through eight, this student gets $100,000 invested in their entire opportunity to go to college. And that's just not enough. It's just not realistic. And it re represents our people the most. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm going to change that. Not only am I going to start a school for high school, I'm going to influence them when they graduate. Because you can't even really get a job with a high school diploma no more. Now you graduate, you throw your hat in the air, like, you went to the league. Mm -hmm. Like, you, like, I don't have to tell you, like, point, 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 one percent, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, most people can't get a job out of high school, even working at McDonald's. Right. So we, we have them um, take a sport, do an extracurricular activity, and pick a trade while they're in high school. Just something that you might be passionate about. That's dope. Right? And so now, each summer, we get them college experience. We get them uh, internships. So it's a holistic experience. It's not just about, like, the classwork. Mm -hmm. It's about creating young men and young women that are leaders in the community. Because people look at us as, like, only see success if we graduate from Harvard. Right. But I see success riding through the neighborhood now, young people working at Wingstop, working at um, uh, uh, different restaurants. And so... Working. Giving back to the community. So that's what JRLA has become, a 9 through 16 model. We now have 1,000 students that we, that we serve. And, it, and it's been incredible being the number one school in the city of Detroit for college matriculation. Yeah, it's it's dope, been dope. dope. Congratulations. Dope. Love dope, it. Uh, you touched early, in your, uh, early on in this conversation about social media, and you didn't have the, the, the ability to vent during certain situations. With the way social media is now, um, how effective or how, what kind of, how important is it to this generation um, with your ability to speak your mind, have your own brand, all that stuff right at the palm of your hand? Oh, it's awesome. Because I remember being muzzled for a long time. And as a member of the Fab Five even, or as a college athlete, they don't talk to the players, they talk to the coach. Like, the coach is the star. So, like, for so very long, other people told the world what to think about me, and I never got a chance to, like, express myself. Mm. So, like, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to work in the media. So, like, like people see you guys now, it's funny, like, I didn't know Jack, I didn't know Matt. Well, you wasn't watching or listening. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all didn't just start, like, expressing yourself. Y'all can't be good at this now if y'all didn't have stuff to say the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Y'all always been outspoken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, right? And so, like, we need our voices, we need our outlets because people try to muzzle us and tell us to shut up and dribble and stick to sports. You know why? Because we learned our power. In our community, money is power, fame is power. And when you make it, when you make it, when I make it, you got to now go and reinvest. And if you ain't reinvesting to us, you sold out. Mm -hmm. You forgot where you came from. Mm -hmm. So I don't even look at it as doing anything. And I use social media in order to, like, just spread that word. Like, I don't really to be honest, like, want to use social media for, like, takes. Like, 
I want to use it for like graduation or like, like really doing stuff mm -hmm. and promoting the things I'm doing. So like I work for ESPN, I work on Jalen and Jacoby, I do um, uh, NBA Countdown. You just but, came from out the country. Just came from Doha yeah. in Qatar. It was How dope. was that? It was awesome. And, the, and going to uh, Qatar, so... The, Tell them why you was out there though. So I was chosen to be a United States ambassador for the World Cup games in 2022. Congratulations. Thank you. And love. Big, bro. And so now you go there. This is a country that just got developed in theory in 25 years. So in shooting, whether you're in New York or L.A., you walk around and be like, man, this is great buildings. This is great infrastructure. Oh, this is a great body of water. But that's old. Imagine having the money to, like, modernize everything. So, like, this is like a new, like, smart city. And so, like, going to the museum, you hear that word, it's like boring or oh, whatever. This shit is dope. Like, when I, I, it was immaculate. It was like marble, high ceilings, like, areas to play, like, kids was having fun. Like, I, I felt like I was in a sci-fi movie. I was just looking <laughs> around, was videos. I was like, I was like, this is incredible. Same thing when we went to, uh, uh, they have a, a, an, an Aspire, like a workout facility. Same, we went to a library. Like, we went to a library that had two million books. And it seemed like they had two million computers. Like, in the United States, we're closing libraries. Yeah, shut them down. Like, it's important to them. Mm -hmm. Like, it, 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 and so, like, to see how they embraced their heritage and they spoke English. Like, I'm from Michigan. One of the largest populations of Arabs and Muslims are in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. So yep. I've been interacting and understanding and appreciating their culture for a long time. So to get invited over there and to meet some of the most powerful people is a great experience. And I definitely plan on going back. Beautiful. 2022 goals. You got a new year coming up around the corner. 2022 goals. That's a great one. Mm. I wish the Pistons could win a championship. Or well, the Lions can win a game. Damn. The Lions win a game by 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. My goals? Hmm. That's a great question. How y'all lose, though, and y'all always get the Thanksgiving game? Because that's our Super Bowl. Every year, dog. They, they <laughs> had a rest Super record, Bowl. but playing on TV no, and Thanksgiving no, against no, us are the Redskins. Yeah, let me teach the rest of the world something. Thanksgiving Day... In Detroit, that's our Super Bowl. Super Bowl yeah. Y'all watching a football game. We having a parade, Aretha there, Marvin Gaye there, Big Sean there. Y'all just missing out. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. our Super Bowl. Yeah. And so, but they helped make the league a lot of money because they were the first team that wanted to play on that's Thursday. Why they keep it. Now they got Thursday night football. So that's why they kind of got grandfathered in. Mm -hmm. But my my 2022 goals, wow. I'm, I actually am glad I'm getting asked this question. I, I would believe that I want to expand my school. Mm, okay. Like, 10 years, and we've never had a home game because I took over an elementary school and converted it into a high school. And, and by the way, I didn't have a blank check standing behind me to start a school in Detroit full of 98% black kids. Right? That was... Mm -hmm but I'm going to do this. And so one of the challenges that we have is that we get zero state funding for a facility. I converted a middle school and turned it 
into a high school. So we have an elementary school gym that we call a caffeinasium. Y'all know old school gym, you put tables out of the walls. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's what we currently have at the school. And so right now... um, How much would it take not to cut you off to build a state-of-the-art gym? So right now, I'm looking to raise like eight to $10 million. I've raised maybe like three and a half of it, um, but I'm really working to get the rest of it because when we do that, now I'm gonna really turn lemons into lemonade because on the Northwest side, if you ever know anything about Detroit, it kind of gets forgotten. When people come to Detroit, they swoop in downtown, they swoop in Eastern Market, like it's, it's really segregated. People never invest in that neighborhood that I grew up in. So just to have that building that's new in that neighborhood is going to be incredible for the community because I opened it up for voting, for vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents are going to have their opportunities to like uh, for mental health and wellness and stuff like that. So I want it to be a community hub. And so I believe it's going to happen. But 2022, I went from needing like $6 million and the price of labor going up with COVID and now other work that need to get done with the roof. So it's like a up to a $10 million job. So, so that's pe- what I'm on. People watching this, where can they inquire about possibly helping? Where can they yeah, go to? Go to jrladetroit.com. At the end of each August, we do a fundraiser. I've been doing it for 10 years. And that's the next goal. I've reached out to Stephen Ross of the Miami Dolphins. And he's going to donate Tom Gores of the Detroit Pistons and Platinum Equity. They've been invested. They've been donating and working with Jeep as well. So I got a lot of great sponsors, but it's going to take a lot more. So definitely appreciate you All guys. All the sponsors out there it. watching, you know how to inquire. Let me know if me and Jack can come out there and help raise appreciate some money, that. help That'll do anything love. out there. This the charity to, to make it to the hood. Yeah, yeah. This money actually when y'all, get to the kids. When y'all look back at when I started the school, there ain't no blank check. Standing behind me. Mm-hmm. We did not have a marquee. We got a little marquee now. Every Friday, we used to have to have a student go up there and change it. And so we've come a long way, so I appreciate that. We've had you long. We're going to uh, end it right here, man. First thing to hit your mind, let us know. Courtside at any sport event in history, which one would it be and why? Courtside at Ringside, any event. Ringside, field okay. side. Um, I would say if I need to be courtside, ringside, or anything, man, Floyd and Mike, they retired. No, oh, so that means something. It could be in the history. Ha- no, oh, in, the in history. history. In the history. Oh, oh, in the history. Oh, oh, on history? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali fight. I figured you, that's how like, I said ring. I've been able to go to a lot of fights and sit front row and have great seats and stuff like that. But it, man, if I could have gone greatest. to a Muhammad Ali fight, that would have been crazy. Hell yeah. One album that you listen to. <laughs> no skips. No, um, you can listen to on repeat. No it's skips. It's a lot of them. I know. Um, You're a hip hop head, so this is going to be hard for you. There's a lot of them. Um, Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic. That's what a who who that Gilly said that yesterday. Gilly said that yesterday. Uh, Southern Playlistic. Mm. That's a good one. Um. Jeez. Mr. Scarface. Mm. That's a good one, too. Shout out to Scarface. He's doing oh, better after his dreams. Yeah. Scarface? Yeah, He's doing good now. Mm-hmm. He back. He bouncing mm-hmm. back. Man, that Mr. Mr. Scarface album? Um, So many. What about uh, 
I'm gonna give you one more. What about uh? I'm gonna give you an R&B. What about like? What about like a Key Sweat? Oh, I'll be sure in effect mm -hmm. mode. Yeah. Or Mary J. Uh, my life. My yeah. life. Yeah. And four one one. Right. Remember when uh, Webb did that commercial to uh, My Life? My they crushed it. Remember Kev was driving the truck? Yeah, man. He was running and the And homie produced a song for Nas. Yeah. On the album. Yeah, yeah. sure did. Sure. Dropped a single with Corrupt and Red Man. Yeah. This is uh, kind of off the chart, but your top five MCs of all time. This is controversial. <laughs> you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Some people do an East Coast, West right. Coast version. You can do it however you want. All right. I, I'll, I'll go because, okay, here's a good way for me to do it. Like, I was born in 73, and that's kind of as rap started to mature. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I was little, like, Melly Mel was the king at first. Like, the message when that first happened, like, uh, broken glass everywhere. When he hit that, hey, hey, dog, can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Yeah. Rats in the front room. Like, he was. Um, and then it became Run DMC. And when they hit that uh that that first album, that 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 rock box album, and sucker MCs was just like, like that was crazy. And then uh LL, Eric B and Rakim, they came. KRS one, Big Daddy Kane, Ice T, that's six in the morning. Mm. Like I ain't gonna say some of the places I was hanging out listening to that record, <laughs> but if, if 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 that record was like an image, yeah, you know what I'm saying. The picture, yeah. Like that 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 song is worth a thousand words. So I, I love that. And then N.W.A. Like I love N.W.A. They, they were in Detroit when the whole firecracker thing happened mm -hmm. when they ran off stage. I was at that show. Were mm -hmm. you really? Mm -hmm. No doubt. <laughs> I was there. I was there. He was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was at that. That yeah. was crazy. The police did it. Yeah, yeah. Police did it. Yeah. Um, they wanted them that bad. Yeah. But so, like, solo MCs, though, like, just spit bars. Uh, Jay and Nas. Hmm. Well, I kind of, first, Pac Big. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pac the GOAT. So let me just make sure, before I even, I just want to make sure everybody on the same page about oh, this. Oh, yes, no, we are. Just us for sure. Us two for sure. We get okay. it. Yeah, we Pac, get it. Pac the GOAT. Like, yeah. I'm a, like, there's a song called What's Up With The Love, What's Up mm -hmm. With The Love. A lot of people don't even realize. That's when I used to go to uh, the Bay for Summer Jam. And that's when Pac was still with Digital. Mm -hmm. Shout to Money B, shout to mm -hmm. Clee, shout to Shock, rest mm -hmm. in peace. Those are my people. And when you look at that first Pac Doc, Money B had a Michigan Five jersey on. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Like though, like that's Pac should have had that role in Menace. Imagine if Pac, woo! He got in fight I, with I the see, brother. No, I didn't see Pac with a Jalen Rose. I want to do a jersey. No, nah, it wasn't Pac with Money B. No, Pac had the uh, Capel jersey on from. Yeah, Duke. he had on yeah, the Duke. Duke jersey. Yeah, that was a, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. okay, and yeah. so, but like MCs, I'm gonna take out Pac. I'm gonna take out Big. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Jay Nas, mm -hmm. man, like Jay Nas. Um, Karis One. Just you know why I say because he's a real hip hop historian, bro. Mm -hmm. well, that's so what he, I re ask he really, he really thinking. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, see, this, this, <laughs> I remember this when Karis One. Yeah. I was coming back from AAU. He's like Genesis chapter eleven verse ten. I was like, 
<laughs> Shem was a black man in Africa. If they yeah. repeat this rap, they can't laugh at you. Yeah. I was like, um, shout to Public Enemy, too. They just got a Chuck D. Like, he, hey, Chuck D took a lot of bullets for us. He was a trendsetter. Chuck D and Public Enemy, they took them and NWA and uh, Two Live Crew, mm -hmm. Luke. Yeah. They took a lot of bullets for hip hop. Yeah. For sure. But uh, Jay, Nas, Karis One, Andre 3000. Nice. I like that 3K. And. Man, y'all good at y'all job. Y'all let me think. <laughs> y'all supposed to interrupt. Y'all supposed to let nah. <laughs> We did this shit one time with Jeannie when we asked Jeannie Buss yeah. the top five Lakers and we intruded, but she's taking heat for not having certain people yeah. on that list yeah. to this day, nah, she said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, I gotta put a. Uh, I wanna put Scarface Ooh, in there. You know, I'm, I'm with that, that one. That I love Scarface, that. man. He gets so underrated. And Cube, I just got to mention Cube. Shout out Cube. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, top five sports movies of all time. You made an appearance Above in Hoop Dreams. We know you was in Hoop Dreams. I yeah, know. yeah, I was. I was on William Gates' team. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know why all these cameras following him, but he ain't about to be playing over me. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out. Straight up. Yeah, dog. Because they had the one through five, and then you go, like, two through six, and then three through seven, like, to do the lineups. And I noticed that they had him at one and they had me at six. I'm like, nah, dog. I don't know what game y'all trying to run. I don't know what this is. But it ain't going down like this. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, he ended up getting hurt. He got hurt. He hurt his knee bad. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, above the rim, hoop dreams. Um, remember the Titans? Mm -hmm. Rocky. Mm. And... Uh, I'm glad I remember Rocky. Yeah, I don't remember Cold oh, oh, Red oh, 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 well, that was a TV show. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah, oh, Cooley High. Cooley High. Wow. Cooley High. Fish and Save Pittsburgh. That's when I was little. That was classic. Yeah. Cold Cheese. No mm -hmm. doubt. Cold Cheese. You can only bring three sneakers to your work trip. Which ones you bringing? Three, three pack kicks. Well, I'm all Puma everything now. You Puma, so you with the Puma yeah. family now. Yes, and, yeah. and they support the school. That's dope. dope. Because we get zero state funding for the facility or for sports. Yeah. Y'all know public schools ain't going to have sports in 20 years? Really? That's crazy. sad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm bringing the Clyde Swades. I love those. Like, I remember one of the break, we was breakdancing, you know, B Street, break in, yeah, crush suede. groove. We was breakdancing. So I always wanted some, some suede pumas with some thick shoestrings in them. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. People used to be getting shot and killed for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some Pumas, some Clyde, some Rouse, and some Black Fives. Five dinner guests, dead or alive? Dinner guests. Pac and Big. I love them mm -hmm. so very much. Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. Kobe. Mm -hmm. I, want, I want to split the baby with MLK and uh, Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. I mean, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Detroit Red. Detroit Red. <laughs> If you could get anybody on all the smoke, who would it be? But before oh, you answer, yep. you have to help us with okay. your answer. Okay. I'll try. I think you can do a better job at me, Jack, but <laughs> you got to get Kyrie on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been 
That, that's who you got to get on here. That shit will break the internet because yeah. he don't speak. Yeah, we we gotta get Kyrie on. I've been here. I've been on his line too, dog about it. I can't even. He got a lot to say. And Michelle too. Michelle's my old assistant. She he went from me to, to Kobe Bro, to Kyrie. I'll show you I my text it. messages right now. I know now. you on him. I'm talking about Matt. I know Threads you're on are telling him, come on the show, yeah. come on the show, come on the show. I know he got a lot to but say. But he got, he got mad at me, though. I'm trying to be an asshole, yeah. but I've started being an asshole because I got like nine messages without a reply, so <laughs> I'm hey, starting hey, to be an asshole. Hey, hey, Kai, we know you got a lot to say, man. We want to mm. hear from you, bro. Mm -hmm. We love you. Absolutely. Like, it's judge-free zone. And this is the only place where you can control your own narrative. Yeah, this this judge-free zone. Straight like, up. Uh, it, it, it takes integrity to walk away from $18 million. Nah. You got to want to do that. You know what I'm saying? You're a different person. Because I ain't doing it. I don't think I can do it either. Like, if it's going to be $18 million, you better have my last name. You're, like, I better birth you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now that I think about it. Mm. Only way I do something like that is if I know somebody's going to take care of my kids if I can't. You know what I'm saying? And I know that ain't realistic. Yeah. So I can't, I can't yeah, put man, my kids so, in that position. So I applaud that man for standing on it. For real. But yeah, you heard it. We need you. Mm -hmm. um, before you get up out of here, You've been synonymous with having one of the cleanest hairlines in the <laughs> game. I can't get out of here without and, that. And, and on TV. So we've asked a few people this. Uh, Jason Tatum was one. Who else? We just asked someone else, too. Who, uh, right now? Van Bleek. Cleanest hairlines in the game. Van Bleek got a sick one. I, I would say, um, yeah, Van Bleek keep a sick one. Paul George keep a sick one. Nah, nah, we talked about Paul George. It's not fair, dog. Because his like shit lives on top of his eyebrows. Hey, he yeah, got like, like a he ain't never grader. had an edge in his life. I know. He don't even have to get a cut. No. <laughs> he don't even care. <laughs> I'm like, dang. His shit's sick. It's great. It's way down here. And you know the funny thing is that when people think like I got fake hair, or like I did something, like I don't love y'all that much. <laughs> like I done had a bald head. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like Q said, y'all don't want me to get my bald head back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would say uh, Jason Tatum, keep a crisp one. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up Van Vliet. How about Aaron Donald? He be mm. taking his helmet on mm -hmm. and off. Yeah. He keep That's a fresh right on, on the side. Like, yeah. Too. One man, Vliet talked about it. I don't know, DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine <laughs> kept a fly one too. <laughs> yeah. And I just like now that these cats um, are about like giving back to the community, taking care of their bread, and being fly. Yeah. I like that. Being them. I like seeing them mm -hmm. get real money. Mm -hmm. They getting it too. They getting real money, like 40. Like, I love you, John Wall. Just take your time. Yeah, yeah. If they don't want to play you, you got, man, you got cash them coming. checks, dog. Mm -hmm. Don't apologize at all. Mm -hmm. they, ain't gonna get them no they like, we don't want them to get hurt, so we going to pay them to not play? 40? It's a lot. Hey, man, I am not mad at it. I love it. I love it. Well, before we get out of here, man, we got one of our partners, Manscapes. We Manscapes. definitely want to gift you a Manscaped box with everything to keep yeah. you grooming right on the holidays, man. Well, you know, you keep your hairline yeah. right, so you know you, you, know, you, you, you be a grooming assassin. Yeah. And, and I got to tell y'all a secret, because I ain't going to lie, because we family. Just yesterday, I could not make this up. I've been traveling. I went to Doha Cutter, and then I laid over in D.C., and yesterday I was about to get me some some clippers, some little shavers, so I can zoom, zoom, oh, zoom, 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 zoom. Let me zoom. tell you about they shavers. Got a little light on them. Talk to them. Guaranteed to be nick free. 
I need that. Guaranteed I, to be Nick free. I, I, I need that. I yes, need sir. that. I, I, I'm a lot taller when I use these products. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, shout out Manscaped. We appreciate y'all. Hey, man, but that's a wrap. All the that's smoke. Love, man. Our brother Jaden Rose, yes, man, indeed. we appreciate your time. Love Thank you very Keep much. Love you too, bro. Away, bro. Yes. Yes. For sure. You can catch one us on Showtime, away. Basketball YouTube, and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. And we'll see y'all next Showtime. week. Yes. Bam five. Yes, sir. This is All a Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.